Assalamualaikum. Welcome everyone to Why I'm Unscripted, a podcast series dedicated to talking about issues for the youth, from the youth. So today we have um, myself, Abdurrahman, and Sanya. Assalamualaikum. Wahaj. Assalamualaikum. And Hafsa. Assalamualaikum. Alright, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about uh, relationship with your friends. Everyone's got friends, I hope. I don't know about Wahaj. But, you know, we all need them, uh, we all have them, and we rely on them heavily for living our life, and they influence us greatly, uh, sometimes even more than our family. So let's start off by kind of categorizing friends, like what type of friends there are. So who wants to start? Yeah, there, there definitely are like friends that are like fake. Fake friends? All right. Fake friends. Or in other words, snakes. <laughs> Define fake friends. Fake friends are like, I guess, like just to fit in your clique sometimes. Or uh, build like relationship with people you might know. If anything, like they're not there for you. Like if you ever need anything, they won't be there for you. And definitely like man, what I mean by snakes, other like the friends that like, they'll be cool with you like when you're in front of them. But like behind you, that's like when they backbite about you, talk about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, like I think like that's like a one category of type of friends snakes right like they're only there for they would be kind of like those friends that they're only there when they need you but if you need them they're they're not there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is not something like i expect when i'm with friends like i'm like I always have your back i don't expect you like give up your left arm for me but like it's something that like they really care about you it's not something that like they have to give up anything everything but like they have to be like they, they I want to help it. you, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they want they have to they want to be helping out. They want to like look out for you. If like I'm if I'm ever down or anything like that, if I'm a, if I'm ever going the wrong way, I want a friend that could like pick me up when I'm down. Right. right. I want on the wrong direction. Yeah, that's related to kind of what I was gonna say. Um, that there are like close friends and then some, I guess, distant friends or acquaintances, and you obviously hold higher expectations for your closer friends than people who you're friends with just because you know you see them a lot but you don't really have that much of a relationship with them how would you guys define like quote-unquote best friend for me a best friend is someone who is willing to tell you when you're doing something wrong because you have those friends who are they won't really correct you but a best friend like they really have like they're really looking out for you so they really have your back so when you're doing something they're going to be harsh on you and sometimes you just have to take it so Someone who's going to be real with you, basically, yeah. about everything. Like a really good definition I heard one time was like, uh, you know, a good friend, if you're having, if you like, let's say you're, you're like dressed badly, you smell bad, whatever, like it's, it's not a good day for you. A good friend would be like, oh, how's it going? You know, you look good, whatever. Try not to hurt your feelings. Your best friend would be like, dude, you smell horrible. You dress <laughs> up, you, you know, you like lost your mirror at home. Go change. Like, what are you doing with your life? And they're able to do that because they're on a level with you that you understand them and they understand you, hopefully. I think a best friend is also, uh, sorry. Um, I think a best friend is also someone who's been with you through it all. Like I know um, my best friend, who she's not Muslim. She, we've known each other since freshman year of high school. So we're like going about eight years strong now. And so my mom always tells me that 
I know that she's your best friend because when I was in high school, I had just transferred from Islamic school. And so I was like this new kid and like, you know, it was like a, a really big culture shock for me to go from like Islamic school to like public school. And so she became my friend like really early on in freshman year of high school. And so, you know, my mom always tells me that, like, I know that she's your best friend because, you know, when everyone thought that, like, you were like the new weird kid, she was with you then. And she was with you throughout all of high school. And then even like now in college and now like we're graduating together. So, you know, through all the ups and downs, like, you know, we were there for each other. All right. So, there, I mean, there's a type of friend that you have like specifically for social media. You know, these are friends that you talk to a lot online, but you've never either A, never seen them in person or only seen them like once or twice. Uh, what do you guys think about those type of friends? Are they necessary? Do you need them? I guess like they're cool. The thing is like those are the type of friends like they're, they're so shy in the real world. Because they, if anything, you like put up any status or pictures like that, they'll be the first to comment when, when, when you meet them. You'll say salam alaikum to them. They say salam back. They ask them how they're doing and they'll be like, fine. And like, you're like, oh, how's everything going? Good. And like, it's like they give like the most blunt answers. Like, on social media, like it's, I guess we talked about this before. It's they're, always they're like scholars on social media. Stuff. They're, they're scholars on social media. And there's so much more to be like, uh, outgoing and social and everything like that. So like, I guess they're good, like to keep in touch. But I guess like it's that one friend that like, I think from like a wine perspective, it's that one like friend that you'll have that like maybe like could, you could invite to YM maybe because if they're always on social media because like, like for social media I know for our neighbor net it's like a big use for advertisement everything like that so like maybe like they might come to like if you have like a couple friends that are just like that they're only on social media you don't see them that much in real life maybe like you could invite them to like neighbor net um, or anything like that or any other events like, I think like they benefit a little bit because you can bring them closer to deem that way maybe Mm -hmm. yeah facebook friends are interesting because i mean you can't really you don't really know the person like you know this person but you don't know this person it's it's very strange uh because you like you're saying like you meet them in real life and they're completely different than how they are online in terms of how they interact with people but in, in terms of like you know starting relationships sometimes that's how it starts you know so people i mean people even get married by meeting people online why are you shaking your head, Wahaj? It's not. It's not. Bro, you, oh man, you gotta like. You can't marry somebody that's behind the screen, bro. <laughs> like that. That I'm a, that I meet behind the screen, bro. Like, come on, man. Hey, man. Everyone's got their own their own quirks. That's scary. That scares me, man. It's a lost plan, man. Can't. That's cool, though. Anyways, anything? Any more? Uh, anything more on social media friends before we move on? Or friends in general, the types of friends there are. Do we miss any type of friend? I feel like we only went over like two, like the bad friend and then the best friend. Oh, now we need social media friends. Okay. There's a needy friend that always. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Hafsa. Um, there's a needy friends who basically only come to you when they need something. You didn't talk to them for forever, and then all of a sudden it's hey. Can you help me with this or can you do this for me? I'm like, gosh, you know. Um, and then there's the also going with that is they come to you for emotional support, but they don't give emotional support back. Does that make sense? 
I don't yeah, know like if that, a one-way friendship. Yes. So they want you to listen to all their problems and maybe Allah has put you in the, your, in their life exactly for that reason. But sometimes you're like, Hey, I want to talk about what's going on in my life. And they just don't want to hear it. They just turn it, turn it right back to them. I think there's a word for that in psychology, isn't there? A word. Maybe. That might be a word. Yeah. It's, I, I understand. Like I have a couple, I have a couple of those people that they only want to talk about themselves and whatever the conversation is, they're like, yeah, so my problem's like this. And then you talk about something, but then they switch it back to them again. And they don't even realize that they're doing this, but that's just how they are. So that's one type of friend. Uh, any other types that we're missing? All right, all right. So let's go, let's, uh, we're going to move on to a different question. How can friends be a distraction or a benefit? I think like one thing that like I found like with a lot of friends is that like, a lot of my friends, they're people with good hearts and everything like that. They're really good character, but they make some like the stupidest decisions in the world. Like they're really good hearted people, but they make really dumb decisions. I think it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, and there's always like, so there'll sometimes be like the one guy on YM. And he was like, I want to be, I want to be cool with them because they got good character and everything like that. And I really like, I like to have like friends that like have like that are really good, sincerely good hearted people. But the thing is, like, it always takes me, like, always mind boggles me, man. This guy's a good guy, but by the decisions he makes, by the habits he has, would that reflect on me? And I talk, like, from what like, I've experienced and I've talked to people about it, it's all about, like, the wisdom that you carry. If that friend, if you can take the good character from that friend, you can learn from his character, that's good. But his bad habits, you got to stay away from it. That's what I took away from it. Like, you have, even with friendships, when you get choosing friends, you gotta have wisdom and you gotta be wise with it. Because really you could take you could even take the good characteristics, but you could take all the bad habits with you as well. But you want you just want like to even it out. You don't want to take any of the bad habits, you wanna be get good characters good characteristics. If anything you wanna take the bad habits out of the person and uh, uh carry that like good deeds and iman with you as you go on with that friendship. Yeah, there's actually something that we've been sorry. Go ahead. That's actually something that has been coming up a lot in my neighbor net um, when we meet for YM every week. We've been talking a lot about how if you have good friends, like that's going to rub off on you. But if you have bad friends, um, that's going to rub off on you, too. And um, I remember hearing this analogy once that um, if you imagine yourself as like someone trying to save all of your friends from going into doing something bad. Right. And you imagine all of your friends as being people who are hanging off of a cliff but they're holding on to a rope and you're the one saving them, right? There's a higher chance that they're going to drag you off the cliff than you being able to lift all of them back up. So you have to remember that like, if you're one person among a group of so many other people, there's a chance that they're collectively going to influence you more than you're going to influence all of them. Exactly. And even in our NN this week, we talked about friends and the Hadith came up that a man is upon the religion of his friend. So, we have to really be careful with who our friends are because just like Sonia said, they're probably going to drag you down before you can pull them up. It's oh, it always works like that. And it's like really interesting because people will make excuses for friends saying, you know, that, no, they, they're not a bad influence. Me. They don't rub off on me. But how many times I've met so many girls who are, they don't curse, but they're all their friends curse. And then give it a year the friends cursing and they don't even recognize that they're cursing. They're like, no, I don't curse. I'm like, what are you talking about? You cursed like, you know, six times within the last hour or something. 
it's it's little things, you know, just as Shaitan works at you in small increments, bad friends rub off on you in small increments too. But that's not to say that, you know, the question was if friends are a distraction or a benefit. That's not to say that friends are always a distraction. Like I know before I joined YM, I didn't have as much of an interest in things, listening to lectures on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Like it was all there. But I was like, yeah, you know, like one day I'll get to it. But um, when I became more active in YM and I had a lot of friends in YM, I started doing this thing where like uh, a friend and I, we would say that, okay, we're going to in one month listen to so-and-so lecture. And like at the end of, you know, the month, we're going to have a Google Hangout or like a call or something like that or like meet up and we're going to talk about what we learned from that lecture. And so it's a lot easier to do good when your friends are doing good too. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Like I would say my my interest for learning about Islam came from who I am and the friends that I have. And it was if it wasn't for them, I don't know if I would ever get that interest to study. You know, we started off just you know, having halakas and researching a little bit and they're like, Okay, this isn't enough and we started going to like Tomagra classes, we're like, Okay, this isn't enough and then now we have, you know, a consistent study circle that we have with the Shia that teaches us and stuff like that. So, you know, kinda grew over time the interest to, to learn. Yeah, definitely. I mean, friends can be a benefit too. Uh, I mean, they. I mean, they're gonna give you advice the most, right? On, on what you're gonna do in life. Uh, we we talked about the whole peer pressure thing, and friends. Uh, friends are obviously on the top of the food chain for that. So, a lot of your life is going to be influenced by your friends, and it's going to be defined by them. <laughs> All right. So let's go. Let's move on a little bit to a little bit something more deeper, and we're talking about healthy relationships. So how do you know if your relationship with your friends is a healthy one? First and foremost, it needs to be a two-way relationship. Well, let's first decide, decide like, what is a healthy relationship? Um, I think the healthy relationship is that, like, you know, there's, like, there, there's that trust, and then, like, be open with them, that's the thing. Like, I like, to, I, like I get open real quick with people. Like, I guess, like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, if as long as I can be open with you, tell you like what I'm thinking at the moment and like you can respond to it and like give me advice on it like whether it's whether it's good or bad that's one thing and I feel like if I feel like it's a good friendship with you that if I feel cool with you and I'm open with you and you can be open with me I feel like it's like a strong friendship right there um and then like just move on from there if you're open with each other you'll when you're open with each other you'll like know like when to call out each other or pick one another up and I think that's like the best friendship is that like when you fall, you're able to pick each other up. Um, I was going to say, I agree completely. I was going to say that um, I think a healthy relationship is a more or less equal one. Like, you know, we talked about like friends who are needy and like a one way kind of friendship. I don't think that's healthy when one person is constantly giving and the other person is receiving because eventually at one point the person who's giving is going to burn out. And then, I mean, that's just not healthy for anyone. There's not much to really say about that. It's like, how many times can you give 20 bucks before you get tired? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even if it's just someone constant, like, like what Hafsa was saying, that if someone needs you to be there for them to listen to their problems, and, you know, you're there constantly providing them that support, but then when you need that same support, they're not there for you, that's really emotionally draining, and that's not healthy either. Exactly. And a healthy relationship also means that, there's serious conversations. It's not all about the frilly stuff. Be able to have a deep conversation with that person about life or 
completely tell them about your feelings, like with the support as Sunny was saying. Um, sometimes you find with friends that you only can hit the surface and your conversations don't go anywhere from there. And I don't think so that's true. necessarily a healthy thing. Sometimes you actually like need to get to the nitty gritty and the ugly stuff. And that's a really healthy relationship. If you're able to talk about that thing, talk about those things and then move on from it. Mm-hmm. And like, if you can't have deep conversations about, with someone, cause you think you're going to offend them or something like that, then that's, I mean, that's not really a friend that you, I mean, first of all, then that means you don't really know this person. So he's not really a good friend to you. Uh, you should first get to know this person before you have those conversations or find someone else that already knows you better. So let's move on a little bit. Uh, friends have a tendency to influence you a lot. And we know this. We talked about a little bit of it in the peer pressure effect. So uh, let's go over some things like that friends can do to influence you in a good way or a bad way. I mean, I can, I can give an example of, I think, one of the biggest influences my friend, and that was when I started wearing hijab. Um, when I joined YM and started actually hanging out with Muslims because there was a point that I was not hanging out with any Muslims. So when I actually started joined YM and was around more people and most of the girls are wearing hijab and you're like, odd one out, they didn't, they just talked to me and they encouraged me when I was thinking about it. It's really weird. I actually told my friends that I wanted to wear hijab before I even told my family. And because I was so scared to tell my parents, they just encouraged me like a lot. And they were like, you know, we have your back. And they basically took any, what's the word? Like if I like things that I was scared about, like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. They're like, no, it's really not like that. So any misconceptions that I had about wearing the hijab in America basically were dispelled by them. And then one summer, I just like started wearing it. That's like a big influence. And then even joining YM was influenced by my friends. It wasn't me just up and deciding I want to join YM. It just kind of happened through them. So I think that's the biggest influence. Um, I think your story highlights the need or the importance of having really good friends, right? Because sometimes, you know, there are some things that friends might understand better than family just because they're the same age as us. They're growing up in the same exact environment as we are. They've experienced some things that, you know, we want to do, like, for example, you know, wearing hijab, but we don't know how it's going to turn out. And so when you have the right kind of friends, then they can give you the right kind of advice. So I want to open up kind of like a Pandora's box. So friends with girls that have friends are way different than guys with friends. And I don't know, just in what I've experienced so far, like we guys can can hate each other like for a year and then become best friends like the year after with with chai with chai <laughs> with chai with chai of course of course but i feel like girls have a harder time becoming friends again yes mm. like you guys you guys still have beef with somebody for like like the last two three years like not, i'm not like, that type i'm not that type of girl but um I guess because we're way more emotional and we don't get over things as quickly. Um, So I think that's what we're very emotional. So you forgive, but you you forget. What is it? You forgive, but you don't forget. That's Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of girls. We remember everything. I feel like it's harder to get into a group of friends for a girl. I don't know if that's true. Once once like there's like a clique of girls, it's very hard for new girls to enter that clique. 
Is that true? Or am I just like going crazy? No, that's that's true. I don't know. I feel like in my experience, like I've seen this stuff, but I've also seen it not happen. Like I've seen it. I've seen girls like get into arguments with each other, but then like, you know, and, you know, be on not so friendly terms for like years, but then they grew up and they grew out of it. And like, I've seen girls be in cliques and it's really hard to get into that clique, but I've also seen girls who have a very strong group and they're really clicky with each other, but they do let other girls in their group. So I've seen both. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously it's, it's getting, so the dynamic of, how guys interact is changing too, I feel like. I don't know if it's just on the West Coast, but I've noticed that guys are becoming a lot more sensitive. I don't know, like it's not a good or bad thing. It's just different. During my time, like we would we would like have fun and we would be okay with making jokes at each other without worrying about people getting offended and butt hurt. Because they'll just come back right at they'll just like, you know, come right back at you and then that's how we would like laugh and you know have fun. Now it's like if you if you make like an offensive joke, then the person gets all like hurt. I don't like well, how you, has that happened on the Chicago side? No, we're pretty strong over here. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but like, no, um, the only time I've seen guys get really sensitive is like during camp, like YM camp. I guess like like in the Holocaust, when like it's kind of a different situation. Like um, they open up a little bit more others that you don't really expect to open up they get kind of sensitive in terms of like just chilling and stuff like that and saying something like oh i find that offensive and stuff like that honestly oh, yeah. they'll never say that but they'll just like get get like get super butt hurt and then just they'll just keep it inside and like you, you'll see yeah, it. Yeah. they won't say it but you'll feel it and oh yeah. it just gets awkward yeah, cause, yeah, yeah that's true like guys always feel but they never show it's yeah true. yeah so I think it's like because of the whole like uh, PC era, I like to call it, where like we have to be like politically correct of everything that we do and say. It's it's really affecting. The, I feel like the younger guys a lot more, where they get offended super easily. I don't know. Is this the same with the girls? I don't know because I I like this happens to me a lot. Like my brother will tell me about like he went to YM. And my brother is 16 and he'll be like, oh yeah, I went to YM and this happened and this guy said this and I said this and I'd be like, oh my God, that's so mean. And he was like, no, we do this all the time. And I'm like, what? There you go. So my my faith in the younger generation has been restored. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I'm glad. But I, I definitely, there is a difference in like, you know, the way that guys and girls interact, because I know that if what happens, like what goes down in the guys' neighbor nuts happen in the girls' neighbor nuts, it would there would be no neighbor nuts. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. So let's um let's move on to I think it's like one of our final thoughts is getting like advice from friends. A lot of our a lot of the times when we need help, the first person we go to isn't, you know, our parents, isn't like a sheikh or a scholar. Um, it's it's our friends, the people that are closest to us. They they'll give you advice uh, based on what you what what they know and depending on what type of friend it is it'll be good or bad uh can you guys think of an example where i mean you like needed advice and you went to a friend and you got bad advice or good advice i think like i think of bad advice. that has gotten bad advices you know the friend of a friend in quotes 
I think like people they give advice from the what they've experienced in their own lives. So like if you know what this dude is experienced in his own life, then like he's gonna give you his perspective. And if I know that like this he's if I know one brother, he's experienced a lot in Dean, like he's he's taken a lot of classes, really knowledgeable and like he's dealt with situations before, he's gonna give like his own advice. So for for say for example, Abdurrahman man, he likes a girl. And uh, he talks to one of his friends about it. He's not really experienced about it. Uh, this dude, he's he's like had a, like some past girlfriends and everything like that. Obviously, he's gonna tell her like, okay, go ask her out. But if like he talks to somebody like his, his older brother, who's, who's a really good guy, a really good good guy, and he has experience with YM and everything like that, he's gonna give like give him the like the advice to be patient, wait for it, get to know her a little bit better. Point is, when you're going to like get advice you should like you you should kind of expect it but you should know exactly you're not obviously you're not going to go ex- know exactly what they're saying but you should go to that person that like definitely has experience and you should kind of have a perspective of what's going to come out because sometimes when we look for advice we we like we just want to know like we want people to tell us like what whether it's right or wrong and i, I feel sometimes i feel like it's that way when I'm getting advice, I just want to feel like I, w- I just want somebody to tell me no, and so I won't do it. Or if, or if like I just want somebody to tell me yes, I go to that person that'll tell me yes. So you have to be definitely like wisdom. I mean, I mentioned wisdom again. Wisdom is a big thing when you're going to ask for advice. Like I, said, I always try to go for like the right friends when you're asking advice, asking for advice. So I feel like you're saying two things there. Is a having different types of friends that are good at different things mm-hmm. so that when you need advice, you can go to that person that knows it best, right? Because mm-hmm. if you go to, for example, let's say you go into someone that is, let's say he's really good at, um, he's, he knows the dean very well, but he's not very good with his finances and you're going to go to him for financial advice, like get, you're going to have a bad time. So having a good array of friends that can help you out in different ways helps and being that person that can also help others. It's not just, it's not like a whole, just taking from other people. You know, you have to be like, what are you good at? What are you, what can you offer to your friends? And know your friend, like you have to offer more than just, oh, I'm a good friend. And like I also, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I really liked what uh, you said about um, how if sometimes you're getting advice from a certain friend, you might go to someone who you know is gonna say yes to whatever you're saying because you just want that reassurance from someone else. But if you sincerely want advice, you're going to go to someone who knows what's right, not just what you want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like, it's a fight between the nuffs too, kind of man. And you like want to get advice. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I always tell like my friends to like, whenever I ask you for advice, like give me the harshest possible version of your advice because like, I don't, I don't want you to think that you get you can hurt my feelings or whatever. And it's great. It's like I think I told you guys before. You know, when I was um, president for my MSA, like we were, we did this thing where we did um, trash talk the president for every uh, every uh, general meeting. It took time uh, where you would basically anything that you saw wrong in the MSA, you would be able to speak out against. And I was not allowed to say anything. I just had to sit there and like write down all the things that were wrong. It was pretty great. And because of that, like we learned a lot. Um, and I think this kind of goes back to like having thick skin 
And what I was saying earlier is, you know, people, even when they give you advice, sometimes they're, they're not meaning, to, if they even, they might not even mean to hurt you, but you get offended. And if you get offended, then you stop listening to this person. You immediately like uh, cut this person off and you don't want to hear anything this person has to say because you feel offended now. Um, to me, like even someone that let's say like really hates you and says like, dude, you're such a horrible person. Uh, you know, you do this, this, and this wrong. Uh, the reason that they, that they might be saying that is because there might be like, you never know, there might be a level of truth in that. And maybe you're just too arrogant to see it or it's just not, you can't see that. But really you're the people that don't like you can give you the best advice on how to improve. Exactly. Going off of that, I, through college, i have this motto in life that if something offends me, then that usually means that it's right. Um, so I always will, for some reason, when someone offends me, that's when I really, really think about what they've said. And I've usually find the truth in it. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of true. Like you, but that comes with really knowing yourself and being open with yourself through that. I've learned to also be like a better friend because I have one friend who always, she's like, okay, give me advice. She's like, give me your harshest advice. She's like, completely be straight up with me. And for a long time, I was kind of scared to do it. And then now I just kind of say whatever I'm feeling. And then she's like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. So it's having a thick skin, but it's also being very open to what people have to say, because you need to listen to people. Cause if, if it, if it offends you, that means there's some, there's at least there is some truth in it. Like brother Abdul said, you guys ever like have like those, like those type of friends that like, like right now I'm only 19, but like when I like go to my neighbor night, like there's like a lot of like younger, younger kids that make even that even make me look old. So Man, like if you're old, I'm like ancient, bro. <laughs> yeah. So like, m- like the friends that I have that are like my generation, like mm-hmm. my age, 18, 19, 20, and that generation age, all of them like they don't really don't come to YM no more. And what it is like a new generation, like a new batch of kids came in that are like in high school right now, mm-hmm. um, and like they kind of like they kind of took over and mostly came. So like when I like when I go to YM, like I look at them and like I get like my their their perspective. But when I'm outside of YM and college, everything like that, guys come up to me like, "Man, you still go to YM, bro? Like, Snaps, <laughs> man, you're old." <laughs> Man, it's, I'm only 19. I'm like, they're like, the kids that come there, they're probably like two, three years like younger than us. They're like, no, man. One thing that I've noticed that like the guys that like left, like YM, like they were never like, like passed like down the stone or any, like passed down like a, yeah. passed down any, to them or anything like that. They were just there for like, like maybe like just to chill, like have fun, get thrown, have fun and then have, you know, move on. Yeah, have, have their own click then and just like they just moved on real quick. But like another thing, like like man, it's cool, man. Like I'm gonna get kicked out when I'm 25, but like until then, I'm I'm just trying to kick it, man. It's just amazing because like you get like you get such like a different perspective. Like when like from my generation of guys, like why do you still go, man? You're just hanging out with kids. I'm like no, but, but I love it, man. Like I can't leave. Yeah. But it's it's really interesting, the like the perspective and like the opinions that you get from like older guys compared to like. What you have like right now at YM, and things like they have like the same thinking and perspective as like the kids who are right now at YM, and hopefully it doesn't change, and hopefully they stay and like they're able to grow with YM and not move on. But it's just amazing how like things change with like with friends, like how like quickly like within like two three years they change. 
Yeah, like some people, it's hard for them to understand that hey, like this, like there's a bigger purpose to like why we have these uh, these meetings, like why we have YM, you know, and it's to build that sort of brotherhood. And alhamdulillah, like you know, they they were able to come to YM, make friends, and then leave with those friends. Like now they have, uh, inshallah, like a, a solid clique of friends that they'll have. You know, that's yeah. one of the goals of YMs too, is to be able to create that uh, strong bond between you know Muslim brothers. And there's people that see the, the greater purpose and they stay and they teach the younger generation like, hey, like this is how you do it so that when, you know, when it's time for us to leave that they know what they're doing so that they can pass it on to the younger generation. Cool. I think that's pretty much it for friends. Does anyone have any closing remarks? Do you want to admit that they don't have any friends and this is all just a lie? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. All right. All right. All right, that's uh, pretty much it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this has been Why I'm Unscripted, and we'll see you guys next time. Assalamualaikum. <laughs>